Welcome back to the I'm Open Podcast. We're here, as we always are, to bring you the hottest gossip, the juiciest controversy, all the stories in sports that you didn't know you were missing. You're welcome. Here we are to bring them to you today. I'm your host, David, here with you as always. We've got some awesome stuff coming up this show. We're going to be talking about concussion tests. Are they really testing these guys for concussions or not? We're curious about that. We're going to be talking about whether you would rather work as a coach for a college team or a professional team. And we are going to be talking about dream jobs all coming up next on the I'm Open podcast. But today, folks, we are going to start off our show in beautiful Coral Gables, Florida, with the University of Miami, better known to some as simply the U. And we're going to be checking in right now with their football team. They're currently enjoying the best season at the University of Miami in the last 15 years or so. They started off their season winning 10 games in a row. Sadly for the Hurricanes, they did end up losing their first game to the University of Pittsburgh after they had won their first 10, but we still have to give these guys credit for having an awesome season this year and for starting out 10 wins and no losses. Now, this has been going around getting a little viral, but for those of you guys who who haven't heard about this yet, The University of Miami football team actually has a secret weapon this year that's been propelling them to all these victories. They have a secret weapon, and that's a necklace. It is a necklace. That is right. You heard me right. The secret weapon for the University of Miami football program, ladies and gentlemen, is a necklace. Well, okay, I'm kind of discrediting it here, calling it a necklace, because it really is a chain. It's a beautiful, large and extravagant Cuban-style chain as are popular in South Florida. And the University of Miami this season has been using this, and they call it the turnover chain. So whenever a player on the University of Miami defense forces a turnover and takes the ball away from the other team, they get to put on the chain on the sideline. And it's working. It is absolutely working. Their defense has been playing great, and these guys are motivated. They're so motivated to actually be better at their jobs by getting to put on a necklace when they perform well. A chain. I'm sorry. A chain. And these 20, 21-year-old men were so, so motivated just by being able to basically put on a chain after they do something great and have all their teammates just come and dance in a big circle around them and just cheer for them and give them a lot of just positive energy, just give them some love. And at first I thought it was a little bit funny, but now the more that I think about it, it really, it totally makes sense. It totally makes sense. Sometimes, you know, we'd all like to get paid more. We'd all like to have more vacation days. But sometimes the best thing is just to feel appreciated. And the more I think about it, if I, after I finished my financial audit at work, got a chain 
put on my neck, got to stand up on my desk, and had all of my colleagues circle around my desk cheering, hey, 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 as I danced and basked in their support and their approval. I feel like I might be more motivated to do better at my job as well. So props to those University of Miami coaches. Props to the U. I'm glad they're back. Football, college football is always better when the U is competitive. And props to them for finding an awesome and fun way to motivate these young men to be great at playing football, which, hey, they're already great at playing football, but as you see, any little motivation can put these guys over the top. So I really appreciate the way they were able to keep these guys fired up, and it made me actually a little bit jealous. The more I thought about it, it made me realize I, I have somebody to, to give maybe a chain when I cook a really nice dinner for my girlfriend. Maybe get a nice chain and everybody, all my neighbors, come and lift me up, throw me on their shoulders and cheer for me. I feel like, man, man that would feel nice. So I, I understand, you know. I'm a grown man, but I understand sometimes these little things just to make you feel good. Just to pat on the back. Sometimes that's all we need. So shout to the University of Miami. Another person who's been very motivated lately, as we talked about recently, has been Lewis Hamilton. He just won a Formula One championship. And we shouted him out. We made him our mask off performer of the week last week. And we're really proud of everything he has been able to do. Well, now, just after we discussed that, Prince Harry, as some of y'all may or may not have heard, decided to get engaged to... A young woman, Meghan Markle, a young African-American woman. She got her start at, on Deal or No Deal. She's done a lot of other things, but I just have to shout, out, shout that out because I love me some Deal or No Deal. And she used to be the one who, when they say, open the case, she was one of those people who got to open the case. How cool is that? And now Meghan has worked her way up to the top. She's about to be royalty. She's about to be royalty. That's a true fairy tale. So, I'm sure you listened to the show, Megan. Thank you for your support in advance. I'd just like to ask you, when you do become a member of the royal family, I'm not sure exactly what your title is going to be, but just put in a nice little good word. Put in a good word, please, for our boy, Lewis Hamilton. Now, I think there's perks to both. And Chip, he's obviously gotten to experience both of these so far in his career. And it got me thinking. Now, the nice thing about college, I can see why Chip might have been enticed to go back. Because in college, the coach is really the big man on campus. Since student-athletes are only in college you know, generally no less than, or no more than five years, excuse me. Unless they really start and come off the blocks their freshman season as a star or their sophomore season, it's harder for a college athlete to build that sort of reputation and to build that sort of loyal 
fan base. Because there's just not as much time for fans to get to know them and for them to show their thing. Also, a lot of times the juniors and seniors are the best players on the team. So obviously that just gives you two years to really be a star of your team if you're in college. Where if you're a coach, you can stay in that college town and work for that college for decades, as many coaches do. So often college programs are more associated with their coaches, whereas professional programs or professional football teams, not really programs, are more associated with their star players. So I think for that reason, as a coach, it kind of makes sense that you'd like to be in college because you are the big shot and you get to run the show. And professionals, professional athletes, they're grown men. If you tell them what their curfew is, if you tell them what they're supposed to be eating, they might not listen to you. But if you're talking to a 19, 20-year-old guy, you might hold some more weight in that room and you might have some more respect that you can uh, you know you can throw around with with your team but I don't think I would want to be a college coach I really don't think I would want to be a college coach and the reason why is because if you're a college coach every time one of your players does something stupid you get killed for it you get crushed for it because that's the other difference between being a college coach and a pro coach if you're a professional coach that is exactly what you are coaching is professionals so if a player gets in trouble with the law in some way has some video of them looking dumb on TMZ being drunk ends up on somebody's snapchat without their pants on who knows that's their fault that's their fault that's on them they're a grown man they have a publicist they have an agent they have a management team that's going to help them wade through that situation and you as a coach just say your basic sort of i'm going to help him get the help he needs that's not supportive for our football team and you move on you move on and people don't really think it's your fault now if you're a college coach any time these young men mess up anytime these young men do some stupid shit everybody gets on your case as a college coach start saying you don't have control over your program start saying you're not a good leader of men start saying you don't know how to discipline your players and let me be honest College kids do a lot of dumb stuff. I've been there. I've seen them. I've been one. And there's a lot of a lot of mistakes. A lot of things you do in college that you, you're not going to do again, hopefully. Or that you shouldn't do again. Or that you wonder why you didn't the first time. It's a time of experimentation. It's a time of learning about yourself. So it's really hard if you, as one man, as Chip Kelly will be at UCLA, and we all know there are a lot of potential distractions in Los Angeles for these young men, a lot of potential ways to entertain themselves off of the football field, obviously. 
And every single time one of them gets caught stepping out of line, even it's the smallest little thing, Chip Kelly will get blasted as any college coach does. So that's why I don't think I would ever coach a college team if I had the choice between that and pro because pro, you do your job and then you go home. College, you are literally expected to be babysitter, father, teacher, coach to these guys. And not only that, there's almost double the amount of players. A lot of these big times college programs like UCLA, they might have about 100 players on their roster or more. Not now, not all of these guys have scholarships, but these are huge teams. Where a professional team, they only have about 50 players. So it's double the amount of players, way more pressure, and you are personally responsible if one of these guys messes up. How the hell is one person supposed to keep track of 100 plus 19 20, 21-year-old kids. It's absolutely impossible. So I know college coaches appreciate getting all the credit, like I mentioned. I know they appreciate being superstars on campus, superstars in their cities, in their states, and first and foremost, molding young men into adults, into professionals. But through that whole process, these guys catch a lot of flack. And that's sometimes not even their fault. So, Chip, good luck to you. I hope you do great at UCLA. We're excited to see your high-powered offense back in the NCAA. But I have a feeling you might be missing your pro gig a little bit more than you thought you would. This is dedicated to the memoir of my niggas, them. Most of them victimized because the daily crack crackers be bamming and sending them. Down to the county face, down on the pavement. Blackland, Carroll City, my visual is the same shit. Still the same little niggas going to the candy lady 25 for that frozen cup. Crackers be thinking they trapping, just posting a charger until they are ready to jump. Jump out the jumper, no pulling your gun out, you better be spreading the other way. Throw out the fight, get caught by the now run through alleyways, all in Cherry Bay. It's real in the field, either. Kill or be killed like BG, so it got a grip on the deck. One nigga trying to man took my nigga PJ and Trey Von Hot Damn. Who next on the white seat? Born and raised on the zone three, black land right by the 199. Pull out the stick if you got that life. See niggas from the road, beat on that I run down. Catch a nigga by sundown or downtown when he take the shit is away. Got that boy when they shot that boy, then they put him in the trash when they slide by the beast. Swerve. Soon as I peel off the curb, burn the evidence, then a the nigga hide. Take 27, now nah, nigga, fuck that. Let's take that chance on the I 95. I'm that sick as shit with a bomb is spit. And a 666 with a twist and twirl. If you survive from a side drive by, they'll leave you with numbs like the Powerpuff Girls. I get so high, stay so high until I see the face of God. Welcome to South Florida, let that AK rip on the whole damn squad. Speaking of college coaches, we've talked a couple times about somebody who we all know loves coaching in college. Maybe a little bit too much. And that is none other than 
quick Rick Patino. Yes, that's right, ladies and gentlemen. He is back. And this time, it's okay. He's not in trouble again. <laughs> Yet. But, this is really crazy. Quick Rick is saying already that he would be interested in coming back to coach college basketball. This is literally on the heels of a huge FBI investigation into his school. The young man at Louisville who it is uh, believed his family received some money from Adidas via the University of Louisville in some sort of convoluted web. This young man, Brian Bowen, isn't even allowed to play at Louisville this season due to this scandal. And Rick Patino is already talking about coming back to coach. I just can't believe it. He was only fired about a month ago. And this is a quote from Rick that he is already considering his next move. This is what he says. If a school uh, come April comes to me in Miami and says, we believe you, we believe you are innocent, I would give it a shot. I don't care about the money, the salary, but the way I'm looking at it now is that I've got to get on with a different part of my life, build a different life that doesn't include coaching. I need to be happy, be content. Okay, so this is a little bit fuse confusing to me. It's like, which which one is it, Rick? It's like, you're hoping that somebody comes and asks you, but you have to be content with not coaching, but you still would be happy if you would be coaching. This man seems like he's obviously going through a lot. He seems like he's not totally sure. And he also seems like he's a little bit in denial, to be honest. Because he's saying, oh, it's like, it's like when somebody gets dumped and they try and try and try to prove how much better they are doing without their former significant other. And sometimes I just have to think to myself, if you are really doing that much better, you wouldn't need to prove it. You wouldn't need to prove it because you would just be content. You wouldn't, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't need to prove to other people that you were content. You know, I recently saw somebody driving and their license plate said, His loss... His loss. So, <laughs> I couldn't believe that. I couldn't believe that. Because, yeah, you know what? You go ahead, girl. I'm sure you or something, someone that he never would have wanted to lose. And I'm sure you're someone extremely special with so much to offer. But you have basically dedicated your car's license plate to this douchebag, and it was his loss. It was his loss, right? But now you had to pay extra to get your own customized license plate. And you have, you have your license plate every single day that reminds you of the jerk who you, who you broke up with. Okay? So be content with yourself. Don't try to prove to other people. How content you are. That's my little Zen wisdom for the day. Hopefully, Quick Rick, you're listening out there. This is the, the follow-up of that quote. He said, the way I feel today, I'm not going to coach again. But that may not be my feeling in February. 
I got to get over the hurt. It's going to take some time, but the bitterness is gone. I'm glad the bitterness is gone. It's also February. He's also he's already saying February. He might be able to change his mind. That's not that far away. That's just a couple months away, Rick. It's in no time. February, it's like six weeks away. I mean, he really thinks he can heal, heal soon. Luckily, he's got all that money from Adidas to cushion his fall. So it seems like Rick's doing okay. My suggestion, Rick, just chill out for a sec. Just chill out. Don't talk about how you want to go back to coaching. Don't talk about your bitterness. Because there's a young man who might have just lost his college career based on some of these mistakes you've made. Rick said that what he really wants to do is go ahead and watch some games coached by his son, Richard Patino, who coached who coaches the University of Minnesota Golden Gophers. Easily one of the top seven mascots in college sports. You gotta love the alliteration Golden Gophers. That's beautiful. Richard Patino coaches there, their basketball program. But if I were Richard, I would have to have a quick sit down with his dad and say, you know what, Pops? Why don't you watch those games on TV? Why don't you watch those games on TV, Pops? You don't need you don't need Rick Pitino. Yeah, same Rick Pitino, who was the center of an FBI probe. You don't need that Rick Pitino on your sideline, even if it is your dad. I know he wants to support. But Richard, a little advice, son to son, I'm a son too, okay? Sometimes you got to tell your parents, give me a little space, okay? This is my shit, okay? You're not going to mess up my shit, Dad. So it's okay, Richard. I know he taught you a lot. I know he probably taught you how to shoot that jump shot and how to yell at your players. But I hope he didn't teach you how to take money from Adidas and give it to players' dads. Make you don't ask me. It's all in a day's work. I am so classy. That is a great shirt. We on the roll. We on the paper. We never fold. We always pray first. Lions and tigers and bears. We know they fear. Pythons and vipers in here. We know they fear. We on the roll. We on the paper. We never fold. We always pray first. You know we walk up in a room full of vultures. We know they fear. You are now rocking with the bosses. Cause you did my time, it is so fast, so no more beer. Checking this evening, and I'm having how many losses. We know they're here. Man, I don't know what I'm finding down the bag, and I'm punchy. Who go volunteer? Yeah. I got money, city, hero, safer, dollars. Massa, don't you ever try me? I got powers. Pull up. It's all about the money, showers. Yamo Casa Pini back and forth, money, titty, honey, daddy, hours. Yeah. Okay, so just tell him, you know what, Dad, watch those games on TV, and we'll talk on the phone after. That's my advice for you, Richard Bettino.
So, the NFL has been dealing with concussions probably ever since they created a sport in which people smash their faces against each other at full speed. This isn't new, but it's something that's coming more and more to the forefront now as our scientific knowledge, as our medical knowledge and equipment and capability advances to be able to test more and more on the brain damage caused by playing the sport of football. So, lately, the NFL, National Football League, has begun putting small blue tents on every sideline. And now during the games, if a player gets severely injured, they are brought into the blue tent for just a couple moments. Then they come out of the blue tent and they go back on the field. That's basically the way it works. Unless a player has to be carted off into the locker room and cannot return to the game, if a player on the si- is on the sideline with a severe injury, normally they just pop into the blue tent for a couple seconds, come back out, shake it off, and run right back out onto the field with their teammates. Now, supposedly, this blue tent is all part of the NFL's concussion protocol as a way to keep these players safe. But sometimes, you will literally see a player's head get snapped back, slammed into the turf, which, mind you, is not grass. It's not real grass. At most of these stadiums, it is plastic turf, and then the the base is rubber. So you're basically getting your head slammed into hard plastic and rubber at full speed with a 285-pounder on top of you, or two, or three, and you can sometimes see the whip in their necks smashing back onto the turf, and it looks very painful. It looks like sometimes it's clearly a concussion when these uh, men don't stand up for several minutes after this has occurred. This also happens, obviously, with head-to-head collisions when guys are leading with their faces to tackle somebody literally with their forehead, forehead forehead-to-forehead, and you'll see guys on the ground for minutes at a time. Commercial break, come back, he's still on the ground. Another commercial break, come back. Then somehow he goes into the blue tent for two minutes, and he's fine. And he's fine. So... All of us here at the I'm Open Podcast have really been wondering what the hell goes on inside of those blue tents? What really goes on? How are these guys magically cured of their concussions, of their other various ailments in just a few brief moments in this magical little blue tent? So we decided to get on our nitty-gritty For this episode, on the I'm Open podcast, we sent some of our reporters undercover to stand in as NFL medical personnel. We sent them undercover to work on the sidelines of some games these past several weeks, and we have for you, breaking right now, this has never before been released to the public, We have some recordings of what goes on in those 
Blue Tents on the Sideline, we have mic'd up with body mics, hidden body mics, on several investigative reporters who have gone undercover posing as NFL doctors, and they have given us the inside scoop on what is really happening in these blue tents. So you are about to find out right here. Take a listen. That is All right, buddy, uh, uh, can, you, can you open your eyes? Can you, can you open your eyes? Okay, good. Now blink. Blink if you like football. Blink. Good. All right, you're good to go. Alright, now sit up right on the table like a big boy. Good, good. Now can you say ah? Can you say ah and open your mouth real wide? Ah, good, good. Who's a big boy? Okay, good. Now I'm going to take this tiny little hammer and just bounce it against your knee to make sure your reflexes are working. Okay, it's not even going to hurt. Are you ready? Can I get you something to drink? You alright? That's pretty wild. That's pretty... I, I gotta say, I, I, I always kind of... I guess that's not... I kind of su- 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 suspected a couple of those, but some of those were just out of left field. I can't imagine what teams... I guess I don't even really want to know what teams those would have been for, but... Jesus, I wonder why these guys got their medical degrees. Because those don't seem like... Well, hey, I'm not a doctor. But I have my doubts. Let's just say that. You heard it here first, folks. The inside story. What's going on in those sideline medical tents? You're welcome. We bring it to you fresh. So American Idol is coming back. The new season's about to start. And I don't really care, to be honest. I don't really care. But the reason I'm bringing it up is that Marvin Jones, who plays wide receiver for the Detroit Lions, 
he actually tried out for American Idol. And he killed it. Katy Perry literally could not believe how good he looked and sang. Her eyes almost popped out. I don't know if that's how she normally looks or not because I, I don't see her that often. But she literally looked like her eyes were about to fall right out of her face. She could not believe how well this young man was singing and he really killed it. Some beautiful and soulful, loving R&B that he sang. Take a listen. Marvin Jones of the Detroit Lions. And I'll feel the power See, that know. man's got some pipes. And oh, 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 I can't make you love me. Oh, 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 oh if you don't. And I'll feel the power if you want. Oh, 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 I can't make you love me. Oh, 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 oh if you don't. Wait, why did you pursue pursue music, and why did you pursue? I mean, because uh, he ran a four three. <laughs> I know that, but like, I, I could have did it early on, but uh, I just was always playing playing sports. So, so yeah, do your teammates know? No. <laughs> and the nice thing is, he's not, he's not scared to be sensitive. He's got the confidence to go out there, show a little bit of a softer side, and do his thing, show his artistic side, do his thing. Good for you, Marvin. Now, what I'm wondering is, if he makes it on American Idol, is he actually allowed to to go on the show like is this real just to build up viewership for american idol because it's sort of going down like i didn't even know Katy perry was involved in the shit until i saw this little pro this this video with marvin jones so maybe it's just a way to try to build up some hype for the season or is it really a real audition i'm curious i'm curious now if he does make it through which judging by carrie's google katie sorry katie's google eyes it seems like he might is he actually allowed to go on American Idol? Or is he going to have to take a break from the Detroit Lions? Is that going to interfere with his training? Is that going to interfere with any games? I'm not sure when the American Idol season goes, but it seems like it basically goes year-round. So I don't know if that's going to interfere with his playing days. Well, Marvin, here's my advice to you. Go for it. Go for it. If you make American Idol, you've probably made millions already playing football. I'm sure he has. You've also killed millions of brain cells. We just heard a couple moments ago what goes on inside those blue medical tents when young men like Marvin Jones get concussed during the games. Marvin... If you keep playing football for a long time, you might not even be able to remember the lyrics to your favorite songs. This way, you can be a crossover star. Go for the singing, Marvin. Go for the singing. My recommendation to you, quit football. If you have the chance, become the next American Idol. I think you can do it. I'm on Team Marvin. You got the talent. You got the fan base. And a lot of, they always say, 
entertainers wish they could be athletes. Athletes wish they could be entertainers. Marvin, this is your chance to follow that dream. Follow the crossover dreams so many athletes have had. Shaq tried it with rapping. Shaq tried it with acting. And a lot of people laughed at him. Luckily, he's Shaq, so he's used to laughing at himself, too. But Marvin, you actually have a chance to do it for real, man. You have a chance. So if you make it on American Idol, if you make it through the first couple rounds of the audition process, Marvin, go all the way, baby. Because you sure as hell know the Detroit Lions won't be going all the way anytime soon. So before we go, we have to do what we always do here on the I'm Open podcast, and that is recognizing our mascot performer of the week. Ladies and gentlemen, now as we always do, we're going to check in with Nick Crusard, I'm Open's podcast special inside connection to the world of sports. He's always got some hot gossip and inside tips for us. Let me see here if I can get him on the line. Nick Crusard, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, so, so I'm I'm sorry. I'm trying to dial uh, Nick in here. He, he actually... All right, he's not picking up. He just... Okay, sorry. He just actually sent me a Venmo. And this time it's actually not... It's not just a message on Venmo. Nick's tried to send me... $12,000? Okay, it has a message... Chris Bosch's mom needs our help. Hurry, deposit this into Cayman Islands bank account X397BR224. I don't know if this was meant for me. Well, I'm I'm not going to accept. I I don't even think Venmo allows you to to transfer that much money. I I think Nick might have made a mistake here. Uh, we'll have to check within with him later, and uh, hopefully everything's doing okay. I'm not sure why he's with Chris Bosch's mom, but hopefully they can stay out of trouble. Of course, this segment is sponsored by Future. And inspired by future. This week, our mask off performer is Ray Allen. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, Ray Allen is your mask off performer of the week. Some of you guys might know him as Jesus Shuttlesworth. Some of you might know him as the gentleman who hit the most clutch shot in any NBA game of the last several decades. I'm sorry to the Kyrie Irving stands out there, but that one is not as clutch as Ray Allen's three from the corner when everybody thought the Heat were done. And he came back and he helped them beat the Spurs. But Ray Allen, he's retired now. He's retired. He hasn't actually been playing for a couple years. So why is he our mascot performer of the week? Well, Ray, 
I hate to say it, but it's not for a reason. That really makes me happy. So I'm sorry, Ray. Ray Allen got catfished. Mask on, fuck it, mask on. Mask on, fuck it, mask on. Pros and swags, gentleman Bryant Coleman who catfished him now this is complicated this is a crazy story it kind of came out because Coleman pursued a lawsuit against Ray Allen saying that Ray had been stalking and harassing Mr. Coleman Ray at that point had to come out and say that no, in fact, that was not the case. Mr. Coleman had been stalking and harassing him. So Ray says that Mr. Coleman has been posing as several different women via social media and pursuing relationships with Ray. Now, Ray's fam family must be very disappointed. It's tough because even though he's now trying to defend himself with this uh, gentleman who catfished him, not only is it revealed that you tried to cheat on your wife, it seems like you might have cheated several with several different people who all turned out to be fake and created by the same person so that's like even worse that's even worse now this was getting to a really creepy point to the point where mr coleman would show up in a restaurant owned by ray allen's wife and geotag himself and uh, tag uh, Ray Allen, tag his wife. So he was really, really posting a lot about it. And he was really harassing the family. So, of course, we don't support that. Of course, we want this family to be safe. We want this family to, to not be bothered. We want this family to be happy. That's the most important thing. But And this guy was really going in deep. But the story doesn't end there. According... To Mr. Coleman, Ray Allen wasn't really getting catfished. Ray Allen knew all along who he was talking to. He says, this is from uh, TMZ, a statement to TMZ Sports from Mr. Coleman. He says, Ray's account of our relationship is false. Ray knows how I look. He knows how my voice sounds. He knows how I think. And most importantly, he knows my heart. 
so this is a crazy situation. Ray Allen saying he's been catfished. This gentleman says he knows Ray Allen and he knew he was being catfished. And it's this is just so confusing. I've never heard of somebody claiming that they were catfished as an excuse to get them out of maybe worse punishment or worse public judgment. Obviously, Ray, still got a lot of respect for you. I hope you can clear your name through this. I'm sorry about all the trouble this has come to bring to your family. That's not fair. That's not fair. And allegedly, there were some violent threats made by Mr. Coleman. That's not right. We're in no way in support of that. And we're in no way making light of that at all. But I just... For me, it's hard to grasp. This is uh, Ray Allen. He's still in terrific shape. He's a relatively young man. He's got a great amount of wealth. He can fly anywhere in the world he wants. He's got a very recognizable face. And he also happens to be six foot six, which, which doesn't hurt when you're trying to get recognized. My point is... If Ray really wanted to get some action, and I of, I, of course, I am not advocating by any means for extramarital affairs. I'm not advocating for cheating. But I just feel like if Ray really, really wanted to get some action, Ray, you're a handsome guy. You could have you could have met somebody in person. You could have met somebody in person. Gone to a bar. I don't understand. Gone to a club gone literally anywhere and said hi I'm Ray Allen I used to be in the NBA and you probably would have found what you were looking for but instead he got involved with several online fake women he got catfished or maybe he didn't get catfished we're not sure. Hopefully, this story can fully unmask itself. But we had to give it our mask off performance of the week just because of its depth and complexity. And because the mask is slowly being revealed. So I know we're all curious to hear what really happened between Ray Allen and and this man, Mr. Coleman, whether they knew each other or not, whether Ray knew he was being catfished or not, which I think the whole point of being catfished is that you don't know you're being catfished. So I know we're all just curious around here to hear what actually went down. Thanks again for sticking with us for the I'm Open podcast. We had an awesome time, as we always do. Have a good night. Santa Claus, go straight to the ghetto. Hitch up your reindeer, uh, go straight to the ghetto. Santa Claus.